Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 304, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, September 15th, Friday. 2023. Mm-hmm. How, how, what, what, do we have some national days? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first of all, it's the birthday of two princes, Harry and miles that's also, right so it's national double <laughs> cheeseburger day it's national online learning day it's national neonatal Happy nurses birthday, day birthday harry hey, 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 thank you exactly <laughs> thank you. And, I, and i take that as me too uh national linguini day national tackle kids cancer day there's a lot tradesmen day shout out the tradies uh national cheese toast day national felt hat day P-O-W-M-I-A Damn, rec- they got every <laughs> trying to over, They're trying to overshadow you with all these. I think I mean, that's the. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But you know, how am what? I supposed it's to fun. celebrate you and National Felt Hat Day on the same at the same time? You know, my heart wear, is only so big. Wear a felt birthday hat. That's right. <laughs> how you doing, man? Are you are you doing anything? How you doing, man? Eric Roberts there for a second. You how you doing, man? You do- you uh, doing anything special though for your nah, for your birthday? I'm I'm notoriously like not. I don't notoriously. like a lot of. I don't like attention on myself like mm. in a like in a way that I have to plan it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So when it's up to me, I'm really fine with just like doing nothing. Okay. But Her Majesty was like, "You got to do fucking something." So I was like, "I'll I'll maybe have dinner or something like that." But anyway, shout out back <laughs> to such a, dinner. such an Earth sign of you. Yeah, sure, I guess. Are you an Earth son? I, I don't know. know I don't know what the things are because uh, the guy's child is an Aquarius, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's got to be water. And then Her Majesty's like, nah, it ain't. And I'm like, but it's got aqua in the fucking name. <laughs> like none of this <laughs> shit right. makes sense. So that's when like my shit is only limited to knowing like what time of year, what season we are. Uh, thank right. you, Becca. Aquarius is air. Tee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> that is an airy sound. Tee-hee. Yeah. 
Uh, well, my name, enough about you yeah, on your birthday. Enough. 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 Move on. My Move name on, is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. NASA has discovered a planet in space now. <laughs> Let's go, baby. It's got a water ocean. Its hmm. air is filled with farts, and it's bigger <laughs> than Earth now. Let's go, baby. It's got a water ocean. It takes 100 years for its light to get here. But, baby, if we make it, we can breathe the fart air. So let's go, let's go swim the water ocean with me. That is courtesy of Blinky Heck talking about that water ocean. Yeah. NASA discovery of a planet. They can't stop talking about how it's got a water ocean. Yeah. I tell my coworkers one time that I'm going to the Atlantic water ocean on vacation, and they accuse me of sounding like a robot, but I guess NASA can get away with it. (laughs) Must be nice, NASA. When I saw that thing where it's like to the tune of Kylie Minogue's uh, locomotion, I was like, I... I know the, the OG. I know the yeah yeah I didn't know I, I don't know I'm but I'm guessing the melody matches up so I think we're good I think so yeah and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host the birthday boy Mr Miles Gray thank you so much it's Miles Gray aka you gotta stomp them all and kill them all here in the north the east you gotta spray them <laughs> all with vinegar until they are deceased don't need no prayeration till the nation has got rid of these let's get exterminating lantern flies invasive species okay Woo! shout out to no clue for that Mary J Blige inspired family affair because I didn't know about how New Yorkers are all like obligated to stomp the shit out of lantern flies and stuff. So mission. Yeah. Mission of murder. Walking around the city with murder in their hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Like armed with vinegar. Yeah. You got to, got to keep that thing on your hip. So shout out to the people who are doing their best to keep the invasive species out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined by a very funny comedian. Mm -hmm. You've seen on places like their stand up special gentleman elf on Netflix, ah, Internet Flickers, mm-hmm. I believe, is mm-hmm. the full name. Yeah, is that why we call them flicks? Because of flick, flicker, they, they flicker like light? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> their comedy has hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Their stand-up has been described as slick, silly brilliance. Uh, I watched the specials. That Very much so. Their effortless charm lets them get away with murder. Is another quote, <laughs> although their bio firmly states they've not cashed in the getaway with murder chip. Maybe, maybe you should try it out. As far as, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They have not gone ahead and murdered. Except with those lantern flies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> welcome to the flies. show, Deanne Smith. Yeah! Guys, hi. Let me tell you what. First of all, I've just met you. I feel like, and I love, you're bringing kind of old school morning radio DJ energy idea. to yeah. this, yeah. to this experience. Like this the podcast. way that, the way you guys are hype. I'm trying to, yeah. I, I got to catch up. I just gets, noticed today my coffee was decaf, which is very uh-oh. disappointing. To oh, me, but. do you buy decaf intentionally? I, I forgot it existed, so I forgot to like read about. Read oh, right, <laughs> read the label. The bag. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. I was just like uh, coffee, yeah. and then I was like, ah. What's yeah. the process of even decaffeinating? Like, isn't it naturally there, or like it's not like it's like some synthetic? I, I don't know why I'm asking people who don't even indulge in it. So. How yeah. do they decaf in a coffee? I'm sure it's just some some manner of 
horticulture. Yeah, Some horticultural yeah. magician figured it out. I oh, had wait, the Beck thought, is telling us. They're, yep. Oh, wow. Coming through, we lo- we're looking at the same Google thing right now. Yep. Warm <laughs> and soaked in liquid to dissolve and remove the caffeine in one of four ways. Okay. Wow. All right. There it is. I had the thought this morning, am I secretly drinking decaf? Because I felt very tired even after I drank a little bit of coffee. But it, it eventually hit. I'm here. I'm okay. up. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm up. I'm up. To quote Biggie at the beginning of uh, California Love. There it is. Whoa, Cali. <laughs> Great acting from Christopher Great, Wallace. Some Late of the act. best acting yeah. we've ever we've ever heard. Yeah. Where Where are you coming to us from? I am coming to you from Brooklyn, New York City. Hey. All right. So yeah. you're engaged in the war. I am, and it hurts my heart. They're very beautiful. These lantern flies. Yeah. Are you? But are are you? Are you doing your duty as a northeasterner? To a lot of times, I am. I am just squashing them when I see them. But I got to admit, sometimes I just see them, and I, I do let them live. Right. You're like, yeah. Like you're not invading my space, so I don't know. It just feel (laughs) it's rich of us as human beings to call them an invasive species. Do you think? They're yeah. not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. Especially well, we started in Africa and we we're all over the fucking place now. Do we is anybody saying that we're invasive? I don't know. Maybe a conversation. On the continent of North America, probably. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> These fucking invasive <laughs> species over here. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Look. My mom immigrated here. My dad's family got a weird boat ride over here for a, a work exchange thing that didn't work out. Huh. I think it's called slavery. Work, work yes. training. That's right. how yeah, that the state of Florida would call it. it. Yeah. <laughs> On the job training. All right. Uh, Deanne, we're thrilled to have you. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're talking about, uh, we're going to touch touch base with the out of touch billies, mm-hmm. the silly billy billionaires. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Bill Maher bringing Ugh. his terrible TV show back to air despite the strike. A new a new technology in the realm of caffeination. Mm-hmm. We've got new caffeination technology, caffeinated cup of noodles or cup noodles. Yeah. Which I've been calling it cup of noodles. I did not notice they dropped the O in 1993. Yeah. It took me yeah. 30 years. I noticed it on this morning's doc. No one says, I mean, it's funny because the, the, it's the original Japanese product has always been called cup noodle. And then, right. They're like, we got to adapt that for American people. It's like, yeah, it's a cup of noodles. And then, right. but I think fr- from this point forward, people always call it cup of noodles anyway, because, right. you know, they don't, we don't read things. I thought it was Irish. I thought it was cup of oh, noodles oh, with yeah, a yeah. parenthesis or uh, yeah. apostrophe. Um, we might even talk about the iPhone 12 being too radioactive for France. <laughs> Great news for me, who's been... Carrying an iPhone 12 Same. for the past three years. Same. Like, <laughs> <is> it, <laughs> I mean, it's perfect timing to be like, all right, I guess I get the new one since mine is radioactive. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyways, all of that, plenty more. But first, DM, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What is something from my search history? The two most recent, I'm not sure if this paints me as I would like to be seen, but the two most recent are aviation recipe. Um, Mm. I was making cocktails at home. Okay. uh, And I can tell you more about that in a minute. And tattoo infection. I got to be honest. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I see you got got some ink. I got some ink. 
This yeah. is the freshest. Yeah. You know, we got some stuff going oh, wow. on. Have you, do you guys have tattoos? I have one. Yes. That I okay. got 17 years ago. And it okay. just looks you, like, it looks so sad now. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't know about second skin, which is a type of like bandage you can put on top. It's clear and it's sticky on one side. It goes right over the tattoo. It smooths over your skin. Oh, right, And you're meant right, right. to leave it there for a minute. And it, yeah. you know, it helps it heal, whatever. I think my skin had a reaction to the adhesive of the second skin. Ooh. And it looks gnarly. Oh, no. But, but my Google search revealed, as I suspected, I don't have a fever. It's not overly right. really painful, etc. I think it's going to be fine, guys. It's like some, but just I, like irritated lightly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish I could show you. But Is it to the point where angle. like you're worried about these, the tattoo itself? weird bumps. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the tattoo itself seems to be fine. It's just kind of flaky. You know how it gets. Yeah. But, you know, I tend to think every every injury, every state is permanent. That's a problem right. that I have. So I was like, ah, I don't like how it yeah. looks. This is it forever now. I have that when I'm tired. I'm like, maybe this is it. Is this Maybe forever? I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I guess this I is tiny death. Forever. Yeah. Miles, I'm very curious about your 17-year-old tattoo. What is it? It is of uh, my favorite football club in london arsenal and i got it this got, folks never go get matching or never go get tattoos with a romantic partner because it's uh, it does somehow begin some kind of countdown sequence to oh the, really like, i didn't know that i didn't know it was <laughs> one half of uh oh well like we know. both went we both went and i was like this was an antis- anticipation of going to london i was like oh my get it like i all like i've been such a fan for years before that and i got it and the person I was dating at the time got like some other tattoo in a similar location, but we both went to the same artist and it was this whole thing. Most of the time people say, don't get matching tattoos. That's usually like, that can be like superstitious. I've seen that from, I guess, my own friend circle. But yeah, I got it. And it's now just due to sun and just kind of like a lot of motion in my wrist. It's just getting a little like blurry. I feel like I have glaucoma when I look at it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, might might need a bit of a touch up, you know? Yeah, yeah that happens to all tattoos. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially with stuff with like finer lines and things like that. Yeah, you kind of lucked out in that it, it does not seem like one half of a a love romantic yeah. tattoo. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Like it's you not support like, this club. Yeah, like half a heart when it's like, oh, yeah. where's the other half? I'm like, oh no, man. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the, uh, the reason when you talked about your tattoo infection thing, I thought there were like a bunch of viral tweets over like the last two weeks of people's horribly maintained fresh tattoos. Oh, like, no. Someone had like letters like tattooed and they didn't take care of it. And like the skin just started like peeling off as if it was like a stencil <laughs> like of the words. And I was oh, like, God. oh, no. Like, were you actually putting butter on it and like rubbing? So- it was anyway. So I got worried for a second that it was something on that scale. But yeah. No, I think it's it's ultimately okay. We we, you know we'll do a quick Google and just check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's not forever. And wait, what's the aviation recipe? So aviation is a gin cocktail. And now that I have googled it and made it many times, I can tell you exactly how to make it. Uh You're looking at two ounces of gin, three fourths ounce of lemon juice, one half ounce of maraschino liqueur, oh, quarter ounce of creme de violette, which gives it a nice little purple color. Uh-huh. And then garnish with a cherry, and there you go, gorgeous little gin drink. Hey, wait, is classy. that is that because of isn't Ryan Reynolds' gin company called Aviation? Yeah, and you know, I I got to admit, it's 
it's subpar gin in an aviation. There, there are better oh. gins to have in your aviation. Oh, so it's just like a term that's used around gin. So it made sense to brand it as aviation. It's not like it comes from this specific company or something. No, no. I think it, he. It. I think it's a cocktail that exists, and then he must have just named his gym company that. I don't know. I don't know a lot about his moves. Yeah. Not many people do. (laughs) Not many people do, but we buy the stuff anyway. I got a couple unofficial biographies I can recommend for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) On YouTube. (laughs) These are really grainy, man. There's something just like so classy feeling about the early days of commercial like that that it, it reminds me of like the all the pictures in the like TWA lounge or you know like just old 1950s celebrities flying around on like giant prop jets yeah or, oh you yeah know what i mean like that's that's what i'm feeling with the aviation gin recipe yeah when they didn't have yeah. seat belts or anything either nah why are you just seat smoking belts? <laughs> just yeah, smoking exactly. in the sky yeah they ha- there's like that restaurant in LA that does that where like they re they have like one of those old airliners that they like rehab. Yeah. And you yeah. can do like the TWA experience. It was originally called aviation because that was the customary thing to make for your pilot after takeoff. You wanted to make it get him a couple. Wait, really? Gin. I'd believe that. <laughs> No. I am. I'm believing it as well. You really, you really have like the narration. Yeah, your face just went. No, <laughs> yeah, you, you, gotta, you had yeah. the narration voice of like just reading straight off Wikipedia. I yeah, absolutely yeah. believe. Oh, he it. flies better when he's a little bit drunk. When he's yeah, had a yeah, couple yeah. Aviation. I mean, yeah. the 50s, anything. I would believe yeah, yeah. anything. It's like give him that drink, let him goose a couple of stewardesses. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> the, what's wrong with a little goosing? please use the technical term because that's a little too euphemistic mr pilot i didn't even know that i knew that term until just right now (laughs) goose (laughs) yeah what uh what's something you think is overrated overrated capitalism we know it everybody knows it not on this podcast of living in the system Okay, we're okay. huge fans, but okay, tell us what's wrong with <laughs> capitalism. I guess I don't know. Just the way I guess it exploits human beings, animals, nature is destroying the planet. is It's grinding us all, crushing yeah. us all. Yeah, yeah. Completely anti-democratic, uh, uh-huh. unequal. Now listen, mm-hmm. do I what have else, a solution? Though? Not quite. <laughs> Not exactly. I'm halfway there. I'll t- I will tell you what's any overrated. move away from it is, I think, a solution. <laughs> I think it's yeah, more like, is it capitalism? Uh, yes, then don't do that. Giving me hip skin cancer, presumably, for, <laughs> for my iPhone 12. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to do what I did. You, you got to skip win. from the 10, 10 straight to the 14. You got to get on your ex's family plan. Wow. And, and ingratiate yourself <laughs> to her parents and just stay there. Wow, the what a move. 10 <laughs> yeah, to 14. I mean, I'm about to go 12 to 15, but okay. may, maybe I should wait. That's... It's three years feels like a long time to wait. And I was kind of taking pride in the fact that I've waited so long to upgrade. And it turns out the only thing that that has got me is excess radiation. (laughs) Okay. Counterpoint. Stay Uh with it longer, more radiation. What powers might you accrue? Exactly. What cool things might happen? Yeah. Just a lot of unwanted body hair like on your hip. Like from where your pocket is, probably. <laughs> it's like I got a real tuft of hair here that just won't go away. Or in my case, just like a perfect rectangle of no hair because oh, right, right, like right. everything else is hairy, but 
just a yeah weird what's wrong with you <laughs> that's where you'll get your matching tattoo a little bit i know i yeah. i am what i am wondering on the tattoo thing is 43 too old to get your first no tattoo? no not like. at all that's the perfect time actually you've lived so much life you know what you like your body's in the second half quite frankly like you're you're yeah. committing but not for so long yeah yeah, yeah. And it'll look, exactly less <laughs> it'll look good in like 20 years still you know right like right, versus right. like a lot of tattoos you get when you're young and then you start being like, I got to kind of maintain some of these or they just yeah. end up looking like old sailor energy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What's yeah. I think what's exciting about that is you could go really big and bold for your first tattoo. I mean, yeah. I started at 18. I was getting little tiny stuff, piecing it together, you know, mm -hmm. little stickery right. type of stuff. You could just go, I'm going full sleeve. I'm, I'm getting the right. chest tattooed. Whatever. Yeah. And Affleck, Ben Affleck, Phoenix back tat. Yeah. Phoenix back tat. Have you seen that, Deanne? I don't think I, don't think I have. Dude, yeah. Ben Affleck has the wildest Phoenix back tattoo. Here, well, I'm gonna, I'll bring it up. So have you ever seen the cover it. or the, the movie poster for the film Red Dragon? Oh, my goodness. I was about to say, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that it would be good. But it's and not it isn't. terrible. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> absolutely. But it is it better like, than I thought it might be. It looks like it's cracking a little bit in places for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. That, oh, what, I think they could that be that like that part of the design. I think there must be some. Yeah, because it seems like consistently going through. But hey, look, he's a phoenix rising from the ashes. That's Listen, I'm know. I'm body positive, And I will say there's something about that tattoo that really accentuates the muffin top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does towards the end. It's, yeah. beautiful. it's a beautiful thing. Also, does making fun of people's tattoos count as being not body positive? Listen, I think now that it's on I, I think at the end of the day, all tattoos, and I have a bunch, mm -hmm. actually look kind of stupid. Like right. they're all kind of bad. There's really right. no such thing as like a great tattoo. They're still fun to get, I think. And it's like a fun way to decorate your body. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think we got to make fun of tattoos. Yeah. We gotta make yeah, fun I of our own tattoos. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not to say that they're I mean, bad, but let's have fun. We look. We this put is going to be flaky. In. Yeah, I'm going to show you my most recent tattoo. I got this in my 40s, you guys. It looks like it came. It looks like I'm a huge fan of jam bands, and I got it in the 90s <laughs> when I was like 19. I I just let the artist do what he wanted, and then I was like, eh, I don't love it. It's brand new. It's brand new. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Um, this this mushroom here. Oh, oh wow, there you go. Mushrooms are I definitely mean, having a moment. I mushrooms are, they're having a moment for sure. Mushrooms are all right, but there's so many more, let's say, beautiful mushrooms than this jam band, space age, I love whatever is going on. Yeah. yeah. Black light poster, thank yeah. you. And it's like, is this my personality? Not really, but people are going to think so now. And yeah. Whatever. Now you have to adopt yeah. a mushroomy kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, like, yeah, yeah, I got to start doing more mushrooms. You got that psilocybin <laughs> on you? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have weaned myself off antidepressants. That is my mental health care plan, is to just do mushrooms like every three months in the woods. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there are benefits. Work. There are proven yeah. benefits. So yeah. it's, you're, not, you're not far off. <laughs> you're not but far you guys, off. You guys microdosing? You macrodosing? I do it all. Dosage. Yeah, <laughs> I do it all, micro to macro, but mostly micro <laughs> because that's okay. been the I've I've I yeah it 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 it's been like wonderful. But even like for like socially on the weekends, like where I used to maybe like want to drink a ton or do, like do shit like that, I've I found just a little bit of psilocybin gets me vibing. Oh, I like that idea. I've never, I have never experienced it in that way. 
Yeah, yeah, like not liquor before beer, never fear. <laughs> <laughs> little psilocybin gets you vibing. Gets you vibing. You know yeah. that. There you go. But you That's don't go right. quite, you go a little bit over, you know, like what a microdose would be, and but not enough to go like, you know, asking like, is this forever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, d- I did not get to it for this is, is this forever place, but last time that I did mushrooms, like a month or so ago, I definitely found myself wrapped in my hammock in the woods weeping but in a mm. cleansing way yeah, like an inside way. shower love yeah. a good cry and yeah. then and then kind of emerged from the hammock as if from a womb reborn yeah into the yeah. world which is great like that's one of the one of the things that capitalism doesn't afford us is like that that we're probably missing most as people is just like a good cry wrapped oh, in, yeah. hammock in the woods i feel oh, like yeah probably before everyone was keeping track of your time and stuff like that people were spending you know, 20% of their time just weeping. <laughs> like, yeah. Just get, oh get, it, so, get the shit out. What are you saying? Should I start a wellness retreat in the woods? I think so. I, I'm doing it. I'm charging $999. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> just capitalism just immediately eats everything. There's right, no, right, right. And they're like, I no trust Deanne. They got the mushroom tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I am it's committed to the lifestyle now. <laughs> yeah, 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 look, yeah, you man. could you could easily grift with that tattoo for sure. That's over right. someone who's a little t- overly trusting. Oh man, I don't even remember if we have we done underrated yet. No. Well, oh, we have not. That's how, how much good of this, a is, this overrated and underrated and search history's been. I forget where we are. What is Dan? Something you think is underrated? Okay, this is something I firmly believe. I'm very interested in your take on it. Aging is underrated. Oh, hell I think. Hard yeah, oh, yes. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. It's actually yeah, yeah. secretly the best. Yeah. 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 I, I've done this thing where as I approach 40, I just turned 39. As I approach 40, I'm like always questioning, I'm like, do I feel too young for my measurable age? Like I've had this thing in my mind where I was like, I thought like I'm going to be all fucking dead and shit. But it's time or like yeah. not feel like I'm still very like exuberant and have like that sort of same like like appetite for life that I did 10 years ago. And then along with that, like the the calm that comes with life experience and being able to be honest about your feelings and, you know, doing that kind of self-work and becoming more self-aware gives me such a greater appreciation for like how I live than I ever could when I was like completely carefree in my twenties. So yeah, I've, I've only loved the progression of time, at least from my corporal experience. Yeah, Yeah, this is, this is absolutely it. Uh, Where do you weigh in on this, Jack? I yeah, I talk I talk about this a lot that like physically you kind of know how to do stuff more like weirdly. So like I actually feel like I'm getting better at like there there are definitely the aches and pains, but like I'm getting better at like tennis, even though I don't like play much tennis. Like I just like know how to do stuff with my hands better mentally, hmm. you know how to you know what you like get to read books like they i mean they've done studies like measurably happiness goes up as you as you age but there i think i think capitalism likes to likes the myth that you're you know you you need something you gotta like live it up as a youth because this is as good as it gets and likes to keep us frenzied and stupid in our youth yeah that's That's what yeah yeah that's why i have like this sort of perceptual thing i have to get over where i'm like oh, I'm X age, like I should wear more long pants or something rather than shorts or like sandals. And I'm like, I'm just going to continue 
like living in my happiness, no matter what, however old I am on paper. But it is weird that like all the time I'm like, do I, am I like acting right for my age? But I'm like, what the fuck concept am I even trying to subscribe to here? Like in terms rather than just being like, it's some life is something you experience. And the thing that you have to center is like your own like happiness and well-being and don't be a piece of shit to other people. And as long as you're doing that, wear your fucking basketball shorts and sandals to Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, gonna say. the Gen Z's, the youngers, I don't know what that next level younger is. They might make fun of, they might make fun of the middle-aged man in his shorts at the Trader Joe's. And they do, that's and the, they do. That's their right, exactly. Yeah. And I and, 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 and really to me, matter. I'm like, it's like part of nature. And I'm like, thank you, young ones, for chirping at me. <laughs> and like, this motherfucker washed his shit. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. I was and, actually, I'm comfortable. I was just talking about, I, I think this, that there's an interesting possibility that like, you, you know, there's this thing called the Flynn effect that says that each subsequent generation is smarter than the one that comes before it. They're like a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Old people seem slow because they are a little bit slower because they're from like a slower generation where thing everything was slower so maybe that's why it like looks to be not as fun because like things are being written like you know the thinking and like a lot of the communication is being done by young people but as long as you're okay with that and you're not like going kicking and screaming and being like fuck you you're dumber than me you're wrong it is the kids that are wrong then like in terms of your actual happiness like as long as long as you're willing to admit like kids are smart and like they'll they'll be fine without you yeah they'll do better without you then you're you're gonna be all right yeah and it actually does living your life actually does get easier and more fun it really does and i'm realizing i want to tell you a very quick anecdote about my grandma who has now passed she passed at the age of 97 but when she was about 95 she was an incredible role model for for aging and staying vital and young. She had so many friends. She had more social plans than I do. And she lived in Tennessee. She lived alone. And I was visiting her after a gig one time. I came back to her house pretty late. It was like, uh, I don't know, maybe midnight. I think it was after midnight. And I walked in the front door and she she greeted me at the door. She's like so tiny in her little long white nightgown. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Graham. Did I wake you up? And she's like, no, I was just watching Breaking Bad. And then she <laughs> shuffled back. And we stayed up to like two in the morning just watching Breaking Bad. Like she loved that shit. And that was like when she was 95 years old. Yeah. Because you um, can. Because yeah. you don't have a bedtime. You can watch yeah, Breaking exactly. Bad all fucking night. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. tell me? Who's going to check me? No <laughs> like she was both scandalized and probably had a little crush on Walter White. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I get that. Go. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, and I think to your point, Jack, of like looking at older generations, like my concept of an older person would be like my grandparents who yeah. grew it lived a very difficult life being born in like the late 20s 30s and you're like damn like you can you can just tell what that life did to them and you can see how technology sort of lightens that physical burden because people look like are looking younger and younger as they age just because of our all of our technological advancements but yeah to that end like I would always be like, oh, man, like, am I going to have to just wear like leather woven sandals and walk real slow (laughs) rather than just, you know, figuring out what your own thing is and not having that sort of not having to be sort of live comparatively and trying to make sense of that through comparison. I think that's 
the big. And thing. we are going to have to wear leather woven sandals and walk real slow. But you just I mean, have to. Be okay sounds great. That. Yeah, leather woven yeah. sandals. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and yeah. we'll come back and talk about some elderly folks who aren't doing so well with uh, being out of touch. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And we got we got a new a new dispatch from the guy who told us that millennials wouldn't be broke if they didn't eat so much avocado toast. Yeah. I thought, I thought that guy just went into hiding, but he's <laughs> back with a, with an even 
shittier take. <laughs> um, uh, he basically, I'm just going to play this guy's clip. He's at a business conference and he's basically saying out loud the thing that most billionaire business owners are always thinking. I think the problem that we've had is that we've, you know, we, we have people decided they didn't really want to work so much anymore through COVID uh-huh. and that has had a massive issue on productivity. You know, tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity. You know, they, they have been paid, paid a lot to do not too much Tradies. in the last few years. And we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump 40 50% in my Whoa. view. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. I mean, there is a, there's been a systematic wow. change where employees feel the employer is extremely lucky to have them um, as opposed to the other way around. So... It's a dynamic that has to change. We've got <laughs> so he's like, wow. he goes on to say, "We gotta kill that. We gotta kill that attitude." Like, I'm sorry. Wow, what? I was wondering earlier. You said something about tradies, and I was like, "What? What does that? Yeah, mean? trades. So tra- if trades people. Yeah, 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 yeah trades. Yeah, yeah. yeah tradies. He seems uh, cool and like uh, <laughs> he's in touch <laughs> and just looking out for the common man. Yeah. What a monster. What? Holy shit. I mean, but this is the kind of thing we've seen this way of thinking play out in our own economy, like with the Federal Reserve, as they yeah. try to, quote, tackle inflation, which is really diluting worker power and Fed chair and private equity mogul Jerome uh-huh. Powell gave this very euphemistic description of how they intend to tackle inflation um, when he said, Basically, over the past few weeks, he said, fixing inflation will, quote, require a sustained period of below trend growth and some softening of labor market conditions. And as he put it, quote, by reducing hiring demand, that would give us a chance to get inflation down, get wages down and then get inflation down. So he means people need to get kicked in the teeth uh, in the labor market, so they'll take lower wages because the thinking here is that higher interest rates mean companies can borrow less and and to still make profits, they have to lay people off, as we've seen this happen over the course of the year. And if more people are unemployed, then they can pay lower wages and then presumably lower the cost of their goods. Mm. Allegedly, that's the concept that they 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 point to. But all of the research shows that. The wages are not driving inflation, despite every billionaire wanting to kind of keep this narrative going. It's like, we got to pay these people so much now that I don't know what to do except price gouge the customer. It's everybody knows it's supply chain issues. It's rising energy costs, a fucking housing crisis and profit hoarding by corporations. That's what it is. Yeah. So we're just sort of caught in this like very like they're really trying to like say these things out loud. He's now. That guy who just spoke, Tim Gurner, he's like, ah, oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to kind of a hot take from me. It's just oh, very really? Hot. He apologized yeah, for yeah. saying, wow. It's it's a very, it's like kind of, yeah, I don't know. And also the thing about him, he's also a millennial, the, the avocado toast guy. So he was just trying to be like, as a millennial, let's figure it out to my fellow millennials. Lay off the avocado toast, will you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not expect him to be Australian. I've seen the headlines. I've never heard him speak before. I didn't know yeah. exactly who he was. Australians generally are the most laid back, chill, 
people. And <laughs> I've been there a bunch. Their avocado toast is super expensive. But that's because, oh. in part, they are actually paying the like cafe workers make like $25 an hour. You don't tip over there. It's just not part of the system. Right. Because for the most part, people are making a living wage. This guy. He's he's the antithesis of everything I know about Australians. That's all. That's all. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's the least chill Aussie I know. <laughs> I don't know why he can't just be vibing with some psilocybin. Yeah. And vibe with psilocybin, bro. Let that's, everybody that's have thing. enough. <laughs> I, I wonder what kind of revelation he would have on a mushroom trip, though. I, I, I feel like it, he is. I know a lot. There's like a lot of Silicon Valley people and people like that who do take yeah. psychedelics. And I think. They they do show the limitation of that because it, it can be just like bent to yeah. whatever is of interest in your interests. Yeah, right. I don't think it can cure psychopathy or whatever's going right. on with that guy. Yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck. Just abject greed. Yeah, the, the, the story and ones like it always frustrate me because I will be like, it really seems like the reason prices are going up is because they're raising prices. And <laughs> that... <laughs> feels bad because they're not raising people's wages to go with the prices. And then when they have to talk about the fact that they're raising the prices on the things we have to buy, but not paying us anymore, when they talk about that, they say that it's actually we have it too good. Yeah. <laughs> and and when I say that, like every once in a while, like somebody will be come in like in the discord or something, they'll be like, Actually, I'm an economist and your understanding of this is ass backwards and it's actually market forces that are like forcing this shit. Like, and I, I just, I don't know, like maybe, maybe I'm missing some large piece of the puzzle, but it really feels like the whole idea of economics and all of this shit is just like noise that has been utilized to concentrate power and wealth in the hands of like a very few and we have this thing where, like, now all of the economic indicators are telling us, like, things are good, guys. We we should be happy. But nobody's happy because things right. aren't actually good for anyone except them. Right. So it's it's just very frustrating. It feels like it's like an attack on, like, the very, like, I don't know. They, they've done this thing. Like, whoa. Like, capitalism is overrated in the sense that it's, like, not a good way to run the world. But I think it's underrated in how just like persistent and all encompassing and brilliant it is. And like this is mm -hmm. just an, one of those ways that it like invades language. It attacks meaning. You yeah. know, it attacks our ability to create meaning and even fucking like talk about what is happening around us. Right. In a way that is really frustrating and deflating. And I think is the real reason that it's like so hard to get any sort of revolution like going is because oh my God. it's just so fucking complicated and capitalism, you know, we can work hard. Capitalism works harder. But, yeah. you know, I am so glad you brought up revolution. I didn't want to have to say it. Uh, don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to have to say it needs to be violent, but I will say it's all these people seem to respond to. <laughs> in terms of, they start I don't know like, that it has to be so complicated. What freaks me out, and I'm taking this conversation completely sideways, but what freaks me out is how capitalism has kind of eaten our modes of communication or how... I don't even, this is, these are new ideas and I'm saying them out loud for the first time. I'm just feeling empowered on this podcast. Yeah, no, um, you are. Where, you know, we're all, we're all hooked into the internet and we're not in control of that. That can, that can be censored and taken away from us at any time. Mm -hmm. I really think, 
yeah, we got to get out there. We got to be, we got to get in the communities. We got to be talking to each other, coming up with alternate modes of communication. And we do actually have to get this revolution going. And we need to scare the fuck out of these people. But they're just going to be like, then I'll just go deeper into the core of the earth in my bunker (laughs) and hide. Absolutely. No, they all have bunkers in New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But like, this is just like this perspective of the ruling class, like market forces are not right. Like this idea that like workers should be grateful that they're paid sub subsistence wages while they get to fuck off to a tropical island. No, that doesn't fucking square with me. And not a single one of these mutant fuck jobs would ever dare (laughs) say that maybe they are the ones should take a hit to their fucking wages. Never. Do you think you're a million times better and like smarter than us? Because you have a million times more money than right. any any of us have. You have oh, like I'm sorry, a you million can, times. You know how to assemble this fucking automobile? Right. Go ahead, asshole. <laughs> right. Get on the fucking line. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna fuck up and hurt yourself because you know what the fuck you're doing because you've, you know, laughed your way up to the top because of the class that you come from or the the place you were able to climb to. And I think that's what's really like I think that's what's really fucked up is that there's this continuation if you're just watching like CNN or some shit where they're never going to be like I mean maybe one maybe one like like side commentator might be like well why don't CEOs make less like why why are we not asking someone who makes 25 million dollars a year can they they'll say that but they'll treat it like it's a childish complaint yeah no exactly and because the whole because what they're saying is the whole game is that you should aspire to get to that point you don't want to stay at this low point because that's for that's like that's the worst and we're not interested in making the lives better for people who have to work like wage jobs or whatever and it's just a yeah and i think that's the part that a lot of people they just feel that inherent unfairness of it all and then you get people like Larry Summers who just like second that from like a tropical island. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, they, the workers need to like pipe down. Like, this is wild. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break okay. and we'll come back and talk about what, what a great comedian Bill Maher is and how much we're looking forward <laughs> to seeing him just without the writers, without those writers getting in the way of his hilarious hot takes. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow! Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. We're back. And all right. So Bill Maher is feeling empowered (laughs) by how Drew Barrymore brought her show back and everyone was just like, all right, it's cool. We're we're good. Oh wait, no, that didn't happen. It went really, went really <laughs> badly. He's like said some horrible shit about the writer strike and like how writers' demands are kooky. And I think you know it received a bunch of criticism that he should have listened to. But instead, I think he got his feelings hurt for being mm-hmm. criticized and is now um, was just like well, fuck it. I'll do I'll do this show <laughs> right. without the writers. Because he said that he, well, he's defending his decision by stating writers are not the only people with issues, problems, and concerns. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I think, is he doing the same thing about just trying to swap out writers to be like, I'm concerned about the people who are like working on the stage and things like that. Because you see, there is a, I mean, like, you know, I know people that are Nayatsi who are in solidarity with SAG and the WGA. And yeah, I know this like is that's how labor action works. Yeah, this is how. But this is also like the very convenient like rationale they use. Like, well, I do care about people. It's like these other people. And right. and I'm not trying to undermine what's happening with these other labor unions. But we we see it, Bill. We see we see what you're doing. Yeah, I just I ask Zeitgang, like some brave Zeitgang member. Watch, watch this. What, watch what it looks like. Like I can't do it. I can't watch his show when he comes back. <laughs> can't even watch it but, with writers. I'm I know. sorry. To I didn't people even that know he had a show anymore. To be honest, yeah. it it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. But the only time you like get an unguarded moment from him is like suddenly he'll like get defensive and be like, "Oh come on, why are you guys laughing?" I mean, really? Like right. that's like his whole 
energy. So like, I'm just, what the fuck is that show going to be? I mean, it's going mean, to probably be like scab writers, but like also he's just yeah. so aggressively unfunny and shitty. He's He's been just smarming and mugging and smirking at the camera yeah. for years. So mm-hmm. he can keep doing that without writers for sure. Yeah. He could probably just, yeah, I feel like the whole show could just be him scoffing at like, mm-hmm. like yeah, just, just little talking. noises <laughs> coming out of him. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Wages? Oh, hmm. kooky. It's kooky. Healthcare? Yeah. The WGA called the move disappointing because they apparently had higher expectations for Bill Maher than the rest of the world, but said that Maher is a WGA member and therefore cannot perform any writing services himself. Mm-hmm. So he's going to he's not even going to be able to write his own jokes. We're going to have to watch him try and act like he's making the stuff up off the off the cuff. Right. I like how he's like, I won't do a monologue. OK, to honor yeah. the spirit of the strike, because I couldn't improvise one if I fucking tried. But I wonder I wonder, do you think he's like secretly like, fuck, man, get some scabs in here. Or do you think his ego is big enough? He's like, I don't fucking need writers to do my shit. Watch this. Like, what version do you think we're getting that he's truly? I'm, I'm going ego. I just I just feel that from ego. Him. Ver- yeah. Then rather than go on the scab route. Yeah, I think he's probably been shielded for long enough by his his career, his wealth and like the people around him that he thinks he's actually funny enough to pull this off. Oh. What? What is the structure of the show? So, okay, he doesn't do a monologue. W- what is it? And how can new we do rule. this? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. New okay. rule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll probably just be having guests on. And then, but then he'll probably not have a single guest. Like, because, you know, he'll he'll have, like, all kinds of. I'm, I'm new pretty, rule. <laughs> Babes should let me hug them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? All right, man. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling he's just going to have, you know, like he'll have his round table of talking heads, but probably not a single person who would point out how absurd it is for him to bring the show back and go completely against the strike. So I'm sure he'll have like, you know, James Carville on or something. And yeah, like right. some other stand up yeah, yeah. comedian who had recently been canceled. So they can be like, I don't understand why they, they want all these new wages. And that'll just be the show. And they can just agree with each other that they're not bad. Yeah. The hack comedians are eating right now, man. They're <laughs> sn- D- David Spade and Snake Oil like that show. I don't know. Maybe he's not a hack. I, uh, I haven't been up on his. I haven't been watching his stand up lately, but they, uh, he's yeah. like the inside of a Bill Maher babushka doll really like I, I didn't realize how much these people had in common until just right now but yeah there, yeah. there are these kind of yeah diminishing <laughs> versions yeah. of the same guy right yeah. right right yeah because snake oil comes out yeah it's like in the middle of the strike and won't need writers i guess because it's, it's because it's, be the genius of david is it cake but for everything else is it business is it business i didn't i didn't realize jay leno came back during the strike in 2007 2008 and like performed monologues that he claimed to have written himself again even though he was himself a guild member but there were of course rumors that he had help and the wga considered investigating his authorship but then ultimately he got got out of it Mm -hmm. elon musk chimed in and suggested that mar should share some uh share more clips of his strike breaking show on x (laughs) so Sad. he's got all the good guys on. yeah <laughs> the, it's it is really 
like interesting that they're all just lining up with one another. Just all, yeah. the, all the worst pieces of shit. They're trying so hard. I mean, I don't know. I wonder what the next, because you know someone else is going to feel emboldened now, right? Yeah. Bill Maher is doing it. I wonder who the next person is. And I just, I don't know if it's going to, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, I see that one. I get that. I think most people, or at least from people that have any sort of interest in the strike, I think most people are just going to be like, this is fucking nonsense. Like, right. but go ahead. Like, I could almost believe that Drew, not that Drew Barrymore should have come back because she should have showed solidarity, but I can almost believe that, like, I've never seen her show, but I would have to assume that it's, like, her out there just, like, giving off Drew Barrymore vibes, like, and that's kind of what a lot of the show is. But Bill Maher is, like, he he shed all, every last piece of talent and you know relevance from his body like in the early 90s i feel like there's there's no way this isn't going to be a complete disaster yeah i mean i i, I without writers it's probably just going to be like just unrestrained islamophobia which is one of his other loves when he gets to talking like i mean that's basically it, what it, it is takes now. out there yeah, yeah right so you forgot, yeah prepare for an even un, more unadulterated version of that that sounds like it could be a title of his new show as well. Like it just has that feeling, un unrestrained Islamophobia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Bill Maher. I'm I'm curious now. Unfortunately, I feel like I didn't even know he still had a show, and I want to take a peek at this absolute disaster. Yeah, I kind of I am intrigued. It's it's going to be interesting. But you just said you couldn't do it, Jack. Save yourself. Save mm. yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I want to hurt myself, you know. Me. Oh, all right. Well, like you know, to, clips will be on. Uh, I like pleasure X. spiked with pain. <laughs> It'll be on X, formerly known as Twitter. Those clips. Uh, this fucking Newsweek article about this was like Elon, Elon Musk told his more than 10 million followers on X, formerly Twitter, that well, I just like, I don't know. I'm still I'm still not allowing that. I, I will not allow it. Like, just say Twitter. It's it, we you don't need to call it X just because he's calling it X. Like it's it's confusing. It's wasted energy. It's wasted words. Are they worried that they'll get sued by Elon Musk? Or do they think that like, is that part of their style guide? It, it right. It seems like it was like a just across the board decision to call it like now start saying X, formerly known as Twitter. And it's so dumb. It's so he gets dumb. mad, dude. He gets mad. I forget what I, I wish I could remember half the tweets I read, but someone was like, yeah, it's really rich that the guy who's <laughs> always into dead naming is suddenly being like, don't call it Twitter anymore. Right. Oh, it's X. <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't need to buy into this guy's delusion collectively. We can right. just no, call it Twitter. Is that something you can be sued over? I can't imagine. I don't know. Like what? Doesn't but seem it, like it, it feels like the corporate media has at least all been like, okay, so this is actually what we have to do because we're serious people. Yeah, and Elon yeah. Musk told us we have to. Even though, yeah, you can still go to Twitter.com. So, yes. which one is it? Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? It's X.com. Yeah, X.com. <laughs> Do they say X? They just called it X. Call it so fucking weird. Followers on X. What? Like it's ten, like ten million followers are on X, man. Yeah, and they uh -huh. can't stop grinding their teeth. That's right. All right. It well, in a little like bit, a of... particularly dark dating app. Sorry, just had a, this. Ju right. The logo, <laughs> everything about it. X. Yeah. yeah. Find your next X on X. It's right. very. Mm. Yeah. It looks unprofessional. It looks like shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> but he's been trying to he's been trying to name something X for so long, in addition to his child. <laughs> you're you're who right. He named X. You're right. Yeah. right. Yeah. But he like he wanted to name PayPal X, I think, back in the yeah. day. And, and they I were think... like, What? No. And then he's just gotten so rich that now all the people who could say what no to him are like yeah, right, because there's I'm space. Fired. There's space X. There's a Model X Tesla. Like it's yeah. Everything's just Xed out. We get it, man. It's ninety eight. I think it's quite a cool letter, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because Did someone say ninety eight? Hey, hey, you're vibing <laughs> with the psilocybin, though. That'd I had to show that, that mushroom tattoo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, and finally, and some and a bit of good news: cup noodles now with caffeine. I think oh, we don't even yeah. need to say anything beyond that. Yeah. Only in Japan, though. Only in Japan. Yeah. Where, but, you know, dehydrated noodles are the fuel source of many people who like to play video games nonstop. It's, yeah. a, it's like kind of like a trope, like single guys, like their apartment is just filled with like empty cup noodle containers. Because oh, it's like the yeah, easiest yeah. way to feed yourself. So to, just as a Japanese person, it makes sense to be like, dude. Throw some fucking caffeine in that shit now, and now we can get them to do it. it just does it all now for people who just want to just be, not have to move too far. If you don't, if you're sick of energy drinks that don't taste like curry and pork, you know that's mm. the, this this product is for you. Yeah, yeah. I are there other foods that are caffeinated? Like there's, like, cho- there's a type of chocolate called guess, Awake yeah, with a little chocolate. owl on it. Right, okay. right, right. But I guess not like uh, they're like come into fucking Jimmy John's for our caffeinated footlongs or something right. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for this a wide makes awake sense. hamburger. <laughs> Who doesn't want to chew an energy drink? I mean, it's honestly the perfect thing. Yeah, get your jaw working while your heart starts a pumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The the this story will just go down for me as the moment that I realized they dropped the O. That's the first time I noticed it. I don't know why I finally noticed it. We've done stories about their pumpkin spice cup noodles. We've done stories about their offbeat breakfast cup noodles. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have realized it before, but it didn't stick. Ah, so no, yeah, I was I, I ate a lot of Maruchan instant lunch more than cup of noodles. Oh yeah, you know that chicken one. Uh, mm. That was that was like for a while. I remember I just told my mom I was like, "That's all I need to eat. Like that's all I need to get at the store." Like, I'll yeah. just eat that because it's, I just have to pour hot water on and I'm good. There's nothing like a flavor pack. I could use more flavor packs in my life now that I'm yeah, right? about it. Do they just sell loose flavor packets of like instant ramen? <laughs> Crunched like up bullion? <laughs> that would yeah. be incredible. Yeah. Just give me that. I'll just put that on fucking everything. My popcorn and shit. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. New business side. New rules. Sacred <laughs> <laughs> instant ramen flavor packets for a nice way to pep up your movie popcorn, folks. This is the kind of shit you're going to get without writers. That's right. Uh, Well, Deanne, such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you. Just Google Deanne Smith. You'll find something. Listen, my online presence is chaotic. Uh, I have a new album out on 800 Pound Gorilla. It's called Chawini in a Tank Top, which is also my gender identity, and you must respect it. And uh, I prepared for this. Like, I've never prepared for anything so hard, hard in my life. So I'm going to tell you cities you can find me at soon. Oh, Toronto, amazing. September 21st to 23rd. Toronto, Portland, September 30th. Seattle, October 6th and 7th. And those are the most most recent ones coming up. 
All right. Amazing. Chawini is a chihuahua and a weenie dog, wiener dog? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's part of the visual was was clear to everybody. Chawini in a tank top. It's part of a larger riff about, you know, I don't know, being a they, that, whatever. Who cares? None of the words are right. Call me anything you want. None (laughs) of the words are right. Amazing. And is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, So I'm about a chapter away from finishing the book Hysterical. The last name is Bassist. I don't know how to pronounce the first name. E-L-I-S-S-A. Eliza, Alyssa, Alyssa Bassist. Um, It's a memoir called Hysterical, and it's just so freaking good. It's, It's really about her personal struggles with health and silencing her own voice. And then it's just really smart and goes into just all sorts of things like women's literature and history and healthcare. And it it made me feel smart reading it. And it does not make me feel smart trying to summarize it. Those are the best ones. (laughs) Hysterical by bassist. It's really good. Yeah. Amazing. And Miles, where can people find you? What's a work of media you've been enjoying? Oh yeah. Yeah. Find me, uh, Twitter, uh, the, all the places, basically. Miles of Gray, at Miles of Gray. Uh, if you like basketball, check Jack and I out on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. mad boosties. If you like 90 Day Fiance, check me out on my 90 Day Fiance podcast called 420 what? Day Fiance. You know what the oh, fuck's shit. going on right there when I say that. Uh, and also check out The Good Thief, uh, which is a true crime show where we are pursuing the real life Greek Robin Hood. Uh, and it's all eight episodes are out now. And I, when I say true crime, it has no murder or like fucked up violence or anything like that. It's just good old fashioned robbing millionaires and giving money away to people that need it. Uh, so it's a very good show. Some tweets I like. Oh man, there's <laughs> okay. So there's like when Bill Maher tweeted that he was bringing the show back, he like mm-hmm. did this whole long thing. He's like, real time is coming back. Unfortunately, Sans writers are writing. It has been five months and it has to. It is, it is time to bring people back to work. The writers have important issues that I sympathize with. Blah blah blah. At Harry M Wood took that whole statement and just said, I know we're not supposed to be working during the strike, but I couldn't resist giving this a quick edit pass and just blacked out selected words on this statement. And it reads like this. Real time is coming back, unfortunately. We all were hopeful this would come to an end, but I love to see people suffer. And I'll say it up front to the audience. The show will not be good. Full stop. The heart of the show is bullshit, and that will continue. The show will disappoint. Uh, That's incredible. That's great. Well done. All right. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Yeah, I I was really enjoying the Bill Maher stuff. Somebody just tweeted, uh, Gabe Delay... Delahe tweeted a rare misstep for Bill Maher. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Molly Mary O'Brien tweeted my job, NFL team graphic designer. My mission to make a bird look as mean as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, oh, no. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. 
Miles. Yes. What song do you think people might be well, enjoying? Yeah, I'm. We're blessed today that my internet has not and power did not go down simultaneously when I had a song lined up to to put everybody onto in yesterday's episode. But now yeah. I can't say. Uh, we're gonna go out can't on. Say. No. Yeah. I can't say, uh, it's called Canock Chase. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's C-A-N-N-O-C-K. And then the second word, C-H-A-S-E. And it's by Lobby Sifre, who is like an iconic artist uh, who I did not know of. But I knew that this this man's work was sampled so many times. And he was this, he is still alive. Uh, but in the 70s, this openly gay musician who talked all, like, just the lyrics were hitting real topics that people were, like, were feeling back then. Uh, and it's like, it's like this, like, funkier, like, Black James Taylor from the UK kind of vibe. The guitar picking is really good. Uh, so this, check this album out. If you, if you liked any of those words I said, you must check this song out. It's by Lobby, L-A-B-I, Sifre, S-I-F-F-R-E, and it's called Canock Chase. But yeah, you check must. this one out. All right. We will link off to that in the footnotes. Put the out. Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this week. Uh, yeah. We are back on Monday morning to tell you what trended over the weekend and on Tuesday with a very special episode. We'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.